0: Safe now. This is not your daughter. Do you understand? Her name is Eleanor, and she is mine. Now kneel, please. Remove your helmet. Now
1: take the pistol. Place it against your head.
0: Fire. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave?
1: Oh, uh, uh, it's going pretty good. I haven't done too much yet because it's a Saturday record. Mm-hmm. But I mean, last weekend was pretty banging. Oh, yeah. Cause we didn't no. talk about that yet.
0: We actually got to hang out a bit. Yeah, I mean, we. not really a bit. It was a full day, literally. But
1: I, I was there for about nine hours. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was fine. It was fun. <laughs> Do you, do you want to tell the audience the first interaction you had with me after like a year and a half?
0: All right, I mean, like as long as we don't include the last interaction, but yeah, I mean, we had a we hugged, so it was that was pretty game.
1: That that's how it went down. Standard <laughs> hug, <laughs> completely standard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, standard hug. Now uh, Dave had a backpack on, so I was like, all right, I'm going for like the 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 full you know body full hug, embrace, here. chest to yeah, chest, yeah, yeah, chest to chest, um, full hug and. I was like, oh, I can't really grasp the backpack. So I tried to get around to his back, right? So it can can constitute a full hug. Arms slid down, touched his butt. Um, So, like I said, pretty good.
1: So, yeah, ladies, uh, I'm kind of off the market. So, uh, (laughs) check yourselves. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it was a really fun day. Um, Yeah. Played some
0: Smash, walked around, ate some pizza.
1: I was overjoyed to see you guys, honestly, and just hang out and bullshit and then we also had two meals thrown in there oh yeah and as we know meals are like one of two things i care about Mm -hmm. three (laughs) maybe three
0: going down the list (laughs) (laughs) number number four will surprise you um yeah no it's uh it was fun i do wish that firebird still had wings i will have to recheck to see if that was a temporary outage or not because that was the only dampener i think to the evening
1: it wasn't a dampener for me. It was just odd because, like, I know you've talked about the wings on it's multiple occasions. The whole point I wanted in to in episodes, order from there. Yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, next time, like, uh, we'll have you try the wings." I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be down. Let's do it. And then they just didn't have wings.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> so it didn't make any right.
1: sense. I feel
0: like if you're a place that's known for at least by a single individual, that individual being me, for good wings, that there's not really a reason to stop serving wings. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a seasonal thing. Wings, you know, right? <laughs> when, when when are chickens ready? <laughs> I wonder.
1: <laughs> well, we grow them in the fall.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. All right. So
1: by the spring, but then they're fair. all gone for the summer.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, they come back. That's that's what I want to believe. But speaking of coming back to rapture.
1: Dun, dun. so there you go wow
0: all right i don't even know if i even want to talk about it directly yet like it was a pretty good weekend we talked about castlevania and stuff like that i'll jump <laughs> off the segue the segue continued off the cliff without me um we uh, I mean, do need to finish watching castlevania
1: yeah i think from what i last heard you guys are like halfway through ish
0: yeah i think we're on like episode six we could probably watch the rest tonight yeah. and gotta get some stuff done today how are you,
1: how are you liking it so far it's really good
0: um i think the quality so far has stayed uh pretty consistent i, I it's been a while i can't remember how many years have passed perhaps one <laughs> it <laughs> might
1: be, it might be like one yeah because i feel like between seasons one and two there was a big enough gap but mm-hmm. then i'm like oh people actually want to see more of this then they kind of ramped up
0: yeah but it's been good so far i think um continuing some of those interesting plot lines and it's, it's nice. Cause it can kind of like, it can take itself slowly and keep me interested and then also have action. That's interesting, right? It's fine doing both of those still has that humor, uh, early reviews. Good.
1: Nice. I definitely mm-hmm. want to, I mean, not on air, but I definitely want to talk to you about season four as a whole mm-hmm. when you're done so we can just, talk about every nitty-gritty bit <laughs>
0: that's fair i guess we never did that for like attack on titan either did all I right understand? we, I we think need I, an episode I I for
1: anime catch up yeah
0: i might have one more episode to watch of attack on titan i realize i've said that but what you right.
1: didn't watch the last episode <laughs> of
0: we'll, th- we'll throw that in before um Bro, Pennsylvania. You, you
1: know that's the cliffhanger episode right i know it is It's like before the break before they do like the second half of the last season ever that they're doing
0: i mean like it's basically me staring down at the cliff's edge and i'm just like shaking my head i'm like you have no power over me and i just walk away there is no cliffhanger <laughs> if you never watch the last episode
1: i guess that's fair that's fair
0: just can't be let down no uh <laughs> yeah yeah but we should definitely talk after those um And as far as meeting up, I think, like, it's nice that the world is getting to the point where that can be a little bit more normal. Like, um, I was doing some work uh, last week, like, in the office, and it was alongside someone else. We have a policy, you know, you need to wear masks, obviously, when there's other people around. And we were doing that, And but I was just thinking, like, you know, as soon as this guy's vaccinated, then we're, like, good, right? Like, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, could interact a little bit more, and yeah, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it more than I thought I would be because we were less, I was less deprived, I think, than other people who are more outgoing. I was just like, Oh, yeah, everybody's staying inside and sitting at their computers, and oh man, that's gotta suck.
1: Hmm. (laughs) So, is it more so it's just the normalcy aspect of being able to be near somebody without having like that kind of shifty? I don't know what your comfort level is slash how vaccinated you are. Like staying this far away. Yeah. Uh, Legitimately yesterday, I went for a walk and there was like a family taking a picture. And they're like, hey, can you take a picture? I'm like, sure. So I walked Mm -hmm. over. The guy handed me his phone like our hands touched. Mm -hmm. I took a photo. There was a spark. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Short circuit of the phone, unfortunately. But (laughs) I was like, how did the picture come out? He's like, oh, it's good. I'm like, okay, cool. And then they said thanks, and I said thanks because human interaction and is basically a thanks you too. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I left. And afterwards, I thought like, I don't know if those people were vaccinated. Right. Um, Like they were just outside. They were family. Like they weren't masked up, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But it didn't even cross my mind until after the fact. Right. Yeah, it's like you kind of, if people are out and they're walking
0: around without masks, you kind of just have to assume that they're vaccinated that they're taking care of it i mean like because i the reason the way i think about it at least is i don't want to be responsible for negative impacting negatively impacting anyone else's health yeah that's right like i probably am not breathing the virus given that i'm vaccinated but you know could be on my hands or something like that i just don't want to be a conduit for that that was the whole reason behind being vaccinated um besides being in like a slightly more susceptible group right um like so that was my main concern. But like we're getting to the point where if people are outside and they're not wearing masks. You can you kind of have to just assume that they're vaccinated. Like there's not really going to be a difference. And you have to just kind of assume people are taking care of their own health, which
1: it's not <laughs> maybe the most realistic assumption. It, but, I think it comes down to if it's a group of people, you know, mm-hmm. you have a 99 like percent confidence um, of where they're at. And what they're doing. So like with that family, again, I don't know the situation, but since they all know each other, whether they're friends or family, Mm -hmm. um, like they know where they're at. So it's an assumed risk or not a risk at all. Whereas I wouldn't go hang out with a bunch of strangers at a party. Like someone's throwing a birthday party in like two months and like 50 people are invited and I know none of them. So we have one mutual friend who we're like, yeah, we're not fucking going. Why would we do that? We're Mm -hmm. both fully vaccinated at this point, but I don't know about all these other people. And it's not going to be a, you know how people say like, oh, it's going to be a socially distant thing. It's like, yeah, for the first three minutes. Right. Yeah. It's like, are we going to use a condom during sex? Yes, for the for, like. It's a, <laughs> we'll say that we are for the sake well, of three minutes. It. I mean, that's the entire duration,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you take it off exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, people go through the motions initially, but it's once you get back into the interaction, it's very easy for it to break down to let me go back to what we were used to, right? Mm-hmm. Just the humans are just hanging out on a couch within six feet. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. It's perfectly fine to cuddle. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. No, I think, I mean, people are social. You put people in social situations and especially after all of this social deprivation, they're going to strive to be more social. Um, so how's yeah. it going for you? <laughs> right. People are, are, are largely, um, they're going to need to, I think, take care of themselves a little bit here and, be a little bit honest and if you're you like I know people who haven't haven't yet uh, had the opportunity to go get vaccinated. I know it's like much more easy to do now, but that doesn't mean everyone's got it for different reasons. Um and they'll just tell you, you know, like, hey, you know, this is the reason I'm wearing a mask, you know. Um and go with that. But I mean other people on the street, you just gotta kinda, you yeah, know, trust them, right? We're going to get to that point where things just open up. Masks aren't required indoors or outdoors. And, you know, we're just like, I hope that you've, at least over the last year, got to the point where you can take care of yourself. So,
1: Yeah, it'll be like anything else. Just have a certain degree of caution in the Mm -hmm. same way with like drivers on the road. Sure, you know how to drive. You assume other people know how to drive. But you still check your fucking mirrors because they're dumbasses, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe you look back and like somebody is speeding at like ninety on like a back road because they just want to get somewhere really quick. I gotta get my groceries. <laughs> they're, gotta they're get saying. the bread and milk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, speaking of taking care of yourself, Bioshock Two opens with uh, Delta shooting himself in the head.
1: Whew. So cautionary tale there. Uh, don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Bioshock Two, we've covered every other game in the Bioshock series, not necessarily all the DLC. Um, one of which, um, the reason I paused was because I said C, and I was like, it wasn't one of them burial at C? It was. Yeah. Yeah, so my brain just kind of, like, hit those wires. Um, but we've we've covered the major games, uh, excepting Bioshock 2, which is kind of the, um, I would say, like the black sheep of the series, a bit. Um, it came out two years after Bioshock 1, it was developed by a sister studio, I think. So this is 2K Marin or Marin, Marin. I think it's Marin. And then also published by 2K. And as a whole, I don't think had the same impact or splash as Bioshock 1 or Infinite did.
1: I, I like the term splash there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's I mean, obviously, Bioshock was the first of its kind. Now, like the genre was already there, so to speak. But it definitely had more of a hefty thematic touch, right? Where it got people hyped for Bioshock. Right.
0: Bioshock's the 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 word spiritual successor is used a lot, but it's the spiritual successor to System Shock.
1: Yeah, yeah. But any sequel, especially Bioshock Two, is going to have that curse of I need to fill the shoes mm-hmm. of. <laughs> Uh, doing something off of the back of this so i need to still keep some core aspects of it so people still know it's bioshock Mm -hmm. it's familiar but at the same time it needs to do something fresh and new so it's not like it's bioshock one again
0: right there's more bioshock and i think i don't know if they're completely successful in that it does kind of feel like it here's more bioshock um what So one of one of the defining aspects of Bioshock was like the awe and wonder of the descent to rapture. There's that iconic introductory sequence when you're in the bathysphere, like looking out over the city. The music swells. Andrew Ryan's telling you about his grand vision. Um, And for people who like haven't seen that and didn't know about rapture necessarily, you know, probably maybe just a little bit from previews. It's like an awesome moment that's completely incapable of being recreated within the same area right like and so bioshock also taking basic bioshock 2 taking place in rapture i feel like is it at inherent disadvantage there because bioshock has that um that novelty
1: yeah it's you're not showing anything new you're like hey we're here like you're kind of picking up where you left off so to speak mm-hmm. but not with necessarily like the same cast of people who you're used to right it's it almost feels like a spin-off in a way mm-hmm. where it's like hey you know this thing this thing same universe yeah that's how it felt to me at least i mean it is it 100 it is the main like
0: the macro level defense or just differences is what i'm trying to say about defenses um between bioshock and bioshock 2 are some gameplay additions a few um a few system improvements uh same rough locale some new art in certain locations things like that but for the most part it feels it's the same city right there is no reason to make it feel different um and then an inversion of the philosophy of the main antagonist Um, like there's some other themes and things kind of in there but that was largely i think how it was portrayed um and implemented.
1: Yeah. I From what little I was able to play of it before mm. I had to s- switch over to spectator mode. Yeah. Because um, this game has crashed on me religiously um, probably six times across my attempts to, oh, I think I'll finally get around to playing Bioshock 2. Yeah. Each time is like, nah, you get like an hour or two. Mm. But yeah, it very much felt to me like it was... Kind of more of the same. Mm-hmm. But the, like you said, the main flip was the inversion of philosophy from Maria, Maria Jesus, yeah, Dr. Sophia. Lam, Sophia yeah. Lam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was like, I like some of the stuff that they did with it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough of a thing for me to be like, that was a great succession. Right. I'll touch up more on. While later when yeah. i look at the games as a whole but how did you feel getting back to bioshock 2 because you played this a long time ago i believe
0: yes so we played the for for reference we're playing we're covering the remaster now um our and uh it it looks very pretty and looks kind of as pretty as i remember it which is kind of i guess the point of a remaster yeah um and i actually had a lot of fun in bioshock 2 like playing through i also suffered some crashes i think i had like four and the game doesn't auto-save very often, I think, just on area transitions. And some of the areas are quite large with multiple objectives. So um, unless you're using quick save specifically to mitigate this, you could suffer the same fate. That's really unfortunate. I don't remember that being an issue the first time I played, but it could have been there. It's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's a return to a return to Rapture <laughs> for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I I think I've played through probably three times now, maybe in total. But maybe two. <laughs> um,
1: he, he's the tryhard. That's why he's like, Jake joined us always by his co-host Dave. Right. <laughs> this guy just watches the games, you know. Doesn't even... <laughs> well, I mean, you couldn't play the game.
0: That's a that's a well, reason, I think. It's more of a self
1: deprecating humor than anything. Um, yeah. Um, but was it good to get back to it from what oh, you yeah. were remembering?
0: I do think, and, like, if it wasn't for... So, crashes cover a multitude of beneficial changes, to be honest. They mitigate a lot of good things. I think that Bioshock 2, mechanically, is a better game than Bioshock 1. Um, It just doesn't have some of the same pull that uh, Bioshock 1 had. Um, And,
1: like, there's, there's, there's a lot of novelty to it, also, um well yeah the kind of the big thing if anybody doesn't know is instead of playing a guy mm-hmm. you are now playing as a big daddy yep which so, i mean big daddy was like the the cool big bad type from bioshock one mm-hmm. it's like that's really cool they're like what if you could be one you are like, Well, what seems kind of cool but like i plasmids is also kind of another big thing in bioshock they're like you can also have plasmids <laughs> i'm like okay yeah and there's
0: there's like a lore justification for all of it. You play as um your character is uh, Johnny Topside. This is his, his nickname because people don't know what his real name was. He like uh, how did he get down?
1: I think he was just a deep sea diver. Yeah, and he accidentally stumbled upon Rapture.
0: Yeah, he just found it. Um, and so people kind of revered him as like you know this this outsider who just stumbles on it. Um, but uh, Andrew Ryan's like yeah government spy. Same thing as like. What he thought Jack was in Bioshock One, right? Um let's let's just test a bunch of um tunch- test a bunch of plasmids on him and you know till he dies to see what the effect is. And he just doesn't die. He just keeps using plasmids and getting stronger and resisting. Um and uh that's why the he has a special suit. So like they're they they're the the alpha series of Big Daddies. The Big Daddies in Bioshock have that like kind of bulbous large suit um they're like diving suits basically right mm-hmm. and the alpha uh series like has some some ropes kind of attached to it and they're a little bit more lithe. they're a lot more agile like oh geez um but not as resilient as big daddies you can actually tell the difference in this game because you'll go up against like tumblers and rosies and other variants of big daddies um and then also deltas, or like alphas, alpha series, I should say. And alpha series, you can just take out with like two harpoons. You're just like, Kr-kr. all right, we're good.
1: <laughs> I guess it's um, it's more of a diving suit than like armored plating. Yes, yeah.
0: So, but it does it also like justifies gameplay implementation for you playing delta. You do have the drill arm, which you can kind of just like hot swap out for weapons, which is hilarious. Like I don't know how that works. <laughs> Um Yeah. <laughs> but uh I feel
1: like you should have. Yeah, the more I think about it, I don't know.
0: Like how you actually On like... the
1: alphas, do they show that like the drill is their hand?
0: I don't think or... any of the other alphas actually use a drill. I think the others use weapons. They use like guns and stuff.
1: Okay, then maybe it's I'd have to go back and rewatch some footage. But yeah. maybe it is just like you're holding on to a drill. Yeah, you just you grab With it. Very and like impressive spin. grip.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like spitty hand, <laughs> the claw. Um,
1: you guys can't see it, but Jake is like shaking his hand shake. back and forth. Like he's trying to disorient a small baby. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but it, it's, a, it's, it's a worthwhile concession because it feels really good to use the drill. Um, there's like a fuel meter. And you can like either tap attack to like just ram with the drill real quick to just like hit him, or hold to like do the actual drill motion as though you're the first splicer that gets attacked by a Big Daddy and Bioshock 1. It gets <laughs>
1: impaled and all of his organs removed.
0: Yeah. And it does hit stun against um, a lot of enemies. Uh, if you're using the active drill, like burning fuel. So if you're like playing on a harder difficulty or something, you just really can't afford to take another hit. You're just like, well, we're just gonna be here. This is this is your fate.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna burn some fuel, and you'll stand there. That's
1: interesting. I always feel like Bioshock has a lot of hit stun options.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because can, of the plasmids and so. yeah,
1: you can like shock people with lightning. There's traps to like knock people up. Yeah, not in that way. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. like freezing people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think fire does any hit stun, but.
0: No, I, I don't think so. Bees count. Bees also cause people to flail about.
1: Do bees make the big daddy variants flail?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think big daddies are immune to most types of CC. Lightning affects them for a short period of time. Um, But in particular, I know you can freeze them. And this one, at least, because I got the like winter blast, like maxed out. Mm hmm at which point like if you max out any of the elementals you get them to three like it turns into a beam if you hold the attack where you're just like like chill hand and just like a wave of frost comes out and you just fill a freeze meter on like whatever you're attacking and i found almost nothing including like little sisters or uh, big sisters sorry <laughs> little sisters are different things.
1: i mean you can kill uh, little sisters hold on
0: <laughs> that's true right but not that with combat abilities um big sisters which are like actual tough fights uh you can freeze them solid Yeah, yeah we should we should touch on some of the mechanics that we mentioned (laughs) i guess so how did you feel because because you do start as a big daddy there's still big daddy encounters like where you're um fighting other big daddies um and they, they have more health than you do if you're playing on harder difficulties, at least probably still sure, normal because sure. they have like the full suit and you're in a alpha. But Big Sisters, how did you feel about their inclusion in the series?
1: I like the idea mm-hmm. to a degree. It is weird because like they're very much a lot of the variants are very standalone to Bioshock 2. Yeah. And they didn't really go anywhere with it. Um, but it's kind of like a like a very sleeked down I mean, obviously it's the male to female mm-hmm. transition for any type of archetype. Um, but they're like very fast and they jump around and they throw more shit. Yeah. But maybe it was for me for what little bit I got to play in the first two hours, but they felt almost I don't know if it was a, a cutscene type of fight, mm-hmm. but they felt exceedingly difficult compared to anything else. Yeah. Not, like, not like meat sponges, but up there.
0: Yeah. They have like they have both incinerate and telekinesis. Um, like just as plasmids they can use. Um, they definitely have a lot of health. More than their armor would necessarily justify, because they're basically in like not like a zero suit level of tightness of skin suit, but definitely like a diving suit as opposed to like armor. Um with the, still the iconic, you know, rounded helmet on it, um, but yeah, they're they're supposed to be they're supposed to be tough fights. I think you get them; they're scripted encounters. Every certain number of little sisters that you um, deal with, one way or the other,
1: right? And big um, sisters are little sisters, correct? I think so.
0: I, be, I I can't remember exactly where their origin was. I know Sophia Lamb is making them. Um, instead of like Andrew Ryan making the, and, uh, Dr. Su Chong, I think from Bioshock one making the big daddies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I-, I believe that they're grown up little sisters. Um, uh, does that work? That might actually violate continuity because I don't think the little, I think the little sisters are biologically immortal, so they couldn't age, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not sure where they come from. Actually. It's a good question. <laughs>
1: Hmm. Something I'll look oh. into later. Not really, but for the sake of
0: <laughs> remaining inquisitive, <laughs> like fake inquisitiveness.
1: I mean, I am curious, but it's it's not something I need to know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll probably I'm going to end up looking this up like right now. Okay. Um. But yeah, they they are like uh, Sophia's lambs. Sophia lambs, like implementation sort of of the of the big daddy. But in particular, they don't like you. <laughs> they don't like. Subject Delta at all. Um,
1: Because Sophia Lamb does not like you.
0: Um,
1: Because you're trying to take her daughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So apparently, um, lore-wise, at the beginning of the game, you have her daughter as a little sister. Yep. So she got converted to a little sister by other means. Uh, You were her assigned protector. There's that bond um, between Mm -hmm. you two. And then she recovers her daughter... On little sisters, her, and then you kind of like wake up from a coma ten years later to be like, I gotta get my daughter back. That's kind of my thing.
0: Well, after she shot, she has you. She uses hypnosis on you to make you. Yeah, the hypnotized plasmid to make you shoot yourself in the head. In front I, I do like the plasma tie-in.
1: Yeah, like that's very uh, in-game, mm-hmm. cool.
0: Yeah, and subject Delta is like again Johnny Topside. He's like one of the first big daddies obviously alpha series um but he has like and they go into it in the game but he has a bond he's like tied to eleanor um which they've stopped doing for later big daddies to bond them specifically to little sisters because if something happened to the little sister the big daddy would just like walk outside an airlock and never be seen again like you just walk along the ocean floor until he died um
1: yeah it's very much a i don't have a reason to live anymore so like their mm -hmm. body shuts down like a coma or they would just die yes yeah if eleanor's heart
0: stops uh he goes to a coma but if he can't find her or something then he is
1: immensely distressed it basically drove them crazy um but i mean that's that's rapture for you there was never anything cool or interesting without like a terrible terrible side effect (laughs) aka plasmids
0: yeah the entire biological process of using little sisters together. Uh, Adam from slugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm sure they had this in Bioshock one. I'm mm-hmm. sure we talked about it, but I recognize it again in Bioshock Two. the little sister needle where they're like harvesting Adam from dead bodies. There's yeah. like a giant gun uh, on the back of it in the little container. Mm-hmm. There's a little nipple fake nipple mm-hmm. from like a bottle. Yeah, And then, like, she drinks from it. I'm like, yep. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's freaking gross. There's a sequence near the end of the game where you play as a little sister. And I think about this. I think this is one of the, one of the shortcomings of the game. They don't include that in the animation when you're, like, stabbing people with a needle together. They're at them. They don't have you, like, drink from the bottle like the little sisters do. Because I guess they must have just made the call that it would be, like, a little bit too gross. Yeah. But I was like, you, you see them do it in the game. Just like drive it home. You know, why pull punches here?
1: Since you brought that up, one complaint I had with it. Well, first, I did think it was cool when you got to play as a little sister. And you kind of see the, the world through a little sister's eyes. And Rapture is not dark and dreary. It's this beautifully ornate place with like white curtains. Everything's very clean. Nothing's drab but then they'll have little splotches of like reminders, like, Hey, you're in rapture. So it'll kind of switch, switch back to a standard view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, you're walking by people, right? But like, Mm -hmm. nobody's harassing you as a little sister.
0: There's like, there's a few exceptions. Like if you approach a guy that's behind these like caged bars, he like reaches out towards you and then it flashes back to reality and you see, he's like losing it and like trying to grab you. Um, but in general, not all of the splicers, you see them with the masks, right? Like the I think um, so, like bunny masks and like operatic masks and all these other uh, the masquerade. that's so it's basically ongoing in Bioshock because people can't stand their own faces um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but the reason not all of them attack you. Or, or try to to get you is because some of the splicers realize that attempting to harm a little sister is literally death. Ah, um,
1: uh, okay. So it's a self preservation thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like little sisters, there's a couple instances of splicers like, all right, we can gang up, we can take down the big daddy and try and like harvest the atom from this little sister. But if you fail, you're dead. (laughs) um, And even if you don't see the big daddy at this point, you got to think about the fact that like big sisters are around. I did look it up. They are little sisters that grew up. um, So you are correct. And their minds are basically like. Like impossible to reconcile still. So they just continue the conditioning and turn them into useful big sisters. It's, you know, happy things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, I, 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 enjoy the experience of playing as Delta. Like you said, you wake up in the Vita chamber, like, um, 10 years later, uh, after being shot, after he shoots himself in the head and it's like, okay, the main plot of most of the game is get to Eleanor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she helps you out. She can like telepathically speak to you for some reason. And one of the things they expand on a little bit, and this is, this is one of the changes I'm not like a huge fan of, but they kind of, they hint about what Adam can do um, as far like plasmids, literally, but also there's like ghosts in Bioshock one, which is like the supernatural. Um, there's not a whole lot of them, but you can see them and like hear their conversations. Um, and the implication is because Adam is, and the plasmids you've taken up to this point um, can actually store memories. Um, and then in Bioshock 2, they're like, yeah, that's 100% how it works. Like, like yes, atoms completely store memory, or Atom completely stores memories. And if someone had all of the Atom, they would have all of the memories from all these people. It's basically prototype. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's... I don't know, it's weird.
0: Yeah, it's a little too... I don't feel like it's fully justified or necessarily completely needed, really. And because of that, Sophia's like overarching plot. She wants to create a, the first utopian or somebody without self um, who like cares about everyone equally. She's very much crazy actually. Um, but also like harder to emphasize with or um, empathize with than like Andrew Ryan who's like, Pure capitalism, like we're closer to that than being able to empathize empathize with like pure utopian, right? Yeah, and so it doesn't really, it at least for me, it doesn't hit the same way.
1: No, they're definitely both extremists in that regard. Uh, no question about it. There's flaws with pure capitalism and pure. Like, collectivism. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say communism, because no, that's not the most accurate term for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, kind of the main grievance is, like, you as Delta trying to save Eleanor, your yeah. little sister, is because, like, if she was to become the first Utopian, her purpose, her sense of self, mm-hmm. being a person, basically, is being stripped away from her yes. for this greater good goal Mm -hmm. which also you know isn't great yeah but if we had somebody like that and we didn't have to like do any of the messy bits how cool would that be to have somebody to be able to like take care of everybody who's (laughs) super smart and helpful right
0: there's i'm gonna spoil one of the endings for days x the original uh so like fast forward two minutes if you care about that for some reason (laughs) but this is literally one of the endings where um depending on your choices JC can use like nanobots to merge all consciousness of like the people on earth into a collective consciousness and he just acts as like the super ai director yeah. ensuring that people's needs are taken care of and like depending on your philosophy that could be good <laughs> it could also be absolutely bad because it's the there is no privacy there is no sense of self all needs are facilitated by the whole um, and that's what Sophia Lamb wants. Well,
1: yeah, it's. This gets touched on a lot in different media. I'm going to call the Bible media for a brief moment. Sure. Um, Literature. Yeah. Regardless, of like the whole it's written <laughs> plot wise, here, here's God's kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. He wanted to give humans free will. And this is taught a lot in Christianity so that they could have a chance to be redeemed under him. Mm-hmm. Not getting any deeper into that for the time being, right. but it's the ability to make our own choices, correct or not, to like live our lives as ourselves, right? And even with uh, the Matrix, when mm-hmm. Agent Smith is talking to Morpheus, he's like, We actually tried to make a utopia once, right? But people couldn't comprehend it, they couldn't process it because they there were it, no yeah. flaws at all, there mm-hmm. was no struggle, it was part of human nature is working towards something having something that's your own whether it's earned you made it over time whatever the fuck that is that's just part of being a person yeah so not having that at all is spoopy it is spoopy in fact
0: like one of uh Dr. Sophia's is it's a line she says really early in the game, but she basically she they really build her up as the antagonist. She's kind of just a douchebag or yeah. you in particular um, like more than she needs to be. They should have made her empathetic in some way and they really don't. But one of the early lines she says is um speaking to Delta because um, she doesn't know why you're here. The last time she saw you was a decade ago when you shot yourself in the head as per her orders um, and she says who would be so cruel as to Um, show a mirror to a man who has no face. And I was just like, a writer wrote that line, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) but also it's like a really good line. Um, kind of like you don't really have an identity. You don't have any memory of anything that's just happened. Um, and this is her philosophy, right? Like you shouldn't have a concept of self. You should serve the collective. So, having individuality, making your own choices, things like that, um, is detrimental, actually, to the overall good. And she takes it, the issue I have with Bioshock 2 is she takes it further than realistically is plausible, like in real life. Whereas, like, when we played Bioshock 1, you're like, yeah, I guess if someone set up a city and there was literally no regulation and people were literally just trying to, like, make as much money as possible or advance themselves as much as possible and there's like an oligarch like controlling all of this i could kind of just see rapture happening massive scientific advancement and then everything goes to crap because there's no regulation and you know there's no one to say no um and then hers is like crazy by comparison right like it doesn't seem nearly as doable
1: yeah, it's also the way she seems to recruit people. So she has like a background in psychiatry.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, she seems to manipulate almost all of the people who you encounter or hear loads oh, yeah. from. Not always mm-hmm. in like a, this is completely aggressive amount to kind of like supersede your own intentions. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like, oh, you're feeling sad about this. Do you know what could relieve that sadness? Working with the family and kind right. of building up this idea of we all need to work together. Again, not in like a PBS kind of way, mm-hmm. but more of a culty kind of way. Absolutely culty. Butterflies all over the place. Uh, yeah. If you is- have if you have an emblem, you're a cult, I'll say. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it's even in that's the part of the part of the thing. Like, I've played other games that like have cult aspects, Far Cry 5, good example of a more recent one. But like, the drive to the whole, it's just like, oh, you need purpose. This is really how she found Purchase and, and, and Rapture, was like, these people initially just needed, you know, good mental health. And she was brought down to, like, supply that. And Andrew, there's, there's voice lag and some dialogue where um, Andrew Ryan's like, if this appeases the weakest links of the Great Chain, then sure, I'll bring her down. Um, he's, like, so derisive to her. It's, like, just so good. Um, but, uh, like, she's brought down initially for that. And then people are, like, ready in this really, inc- like, confined environment where they don't have access to all of these mediums and things above to have a greater purpose and andrew ryan doesn't give that to them beyond themselves if self-advancement is not enough for you in rapture then you're going to be unfulfilled because that's what his entire society is built around
1: well, yeah. But for her it's you like also have to everyone. make it and take it for yourself mm-hmm. so let's say your neighbor so to speak Um, is more successful than you or steals from you or whatever the fuck it is again there's not really regulations in place so if somebody gets a leg up on you you're kind of fucked Mm -hmm. so again this is getting in like socioeconomic shit where it's bioshock right yeah um let's say you're not well off uh what are you going to look for oh uh, an option that would possibly have me be well off Mm -hmm. or would provide something of value to me and mine
0: right how do you improve your standard
1: yeah because like Mm -hmm. let's say you don't have the option to go out and do it for yourself but there's a group of people who are willing to work with you or a part of society that's going to help lift you up yeah yeah it seems like a pretty good buy-in
0: yeah a sense of belonging you can belong somewhere um and that Absolutely exploded and culminated in Andrew Ryan using Fontaine. People remember him from uh, Bioshock 1. Probably do. He's the ultimate antagonist. Um,
1: Best boss fight ever. Oh, my God.
0: No one's ever said that. (laughs) Um, But uh, uses Fontaine to, like, make her disappear, basically, in holding for a while. Make her vanish. Get her out of the public eye without actually killing her, apparently, which ironically would have, I mean, Bioshock still would have gone to crap, but there wouldn't have been all the events of Bioshock two, if that she was just killed instead of held. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Maybe they were concerned about turning her into a martyr, but they basically did by capturing her anyways, causes this massive explosion of influence. Um, And then after Andrew Ryan and Fontaine die, because Bioshock two does take place after Bioshock one. Then she can just claim the city basically um and i guess that's all fine it doesn't have the same (laughs) pull like that part of the plot the whole utopian thing her philosophy none of that has the same gravitas to me as like literally delta and eleanor like eleanor is a, I would argue she's like a great character just through the audio diaries. You can like listen to all of these audio diaries of her as a kid. And she's adorable. She's always talking about like how it's like, um, she's like, mother says that the, the, the reason that I'm different from the children out there because the children out there are part of a dog eat dog world. And then from that point on in all of her child audio diaries, she refers to them as dog eaters. And she's like, I was playing with a dog eater and like, <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's the most human sort of like little kid, um, dealing with all of these like macro problems bigger than herself in a childlike way implementation, uh, that I think it, it's freaking great.
1: I, I um, will say I like the, the audio logs of kid Eleanor, mm-hmm. but everything else I'm not a fan of. Okay. So now we got to touch on the other Bioshocks. Um, Mm -hmm. So Bioshock 1, it's really cool because it's a brand new thing. Uh, It's this whole Ayn Rand philosophy brought down upon you. Uh, You get to explore Mm -hmm. Rapture and all of the interesting characters in there. And it's very compelling. Mm -hmm. In Bioshock 3, which is Bioshock Infinite, you have a voiced character um, as Booker DeWitt. And then you have the interactions with Elizabeth... And going right. through that whole thing. And it gets you invested because there's character interactions and a chance to build. Yeah. In Bioshock 2, I feel like you have a 10-second cutscene. And then you're like, go save your your little sister. There's telepathic mm-hmm. messages here and there. And you should care. You, mm-hmm. you remember Rapture? Go, go, go. And right. that's what the game feels like to me. So mm-hmm. when they have stuff with Eleanor, whether it's through the telepathy or later on in the game, spoilers... Um I mean it the just It's just I don't know. It doesn't I don't know why I should care at that point. Gotcha. I mean
0: I I think that's fair. They don't really emphasize because you're talking about the macro like driving plot line. Well yeah, in, so in these games, right? Like, you
1: mentioned that like Sophia Lamb was not necessarily compelling for you mm-hmm. as an overall plot. you were more interested in the eleanor and delta relationship right yeah so i was just saying that like for me they're equally not mm-hmm. doing so much
0: yeah i think part something that could have been improved in the early game is give more of a driving force so they use the amnesia trope starter kind of thing like in a way you you know. That you were a big daddy. You know you were shot in the head. You don't know anything else about your character when you start out. So one of the driving things is just like find out who you are and what's going on. That's okay. Like that gets you. That's a ramp. That's the the auto starter on the roller coaster. Amnesia always gets a you a couple hours of intrigue. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because you're curious. You want to figure out what's going on. I think that they do take too long to drop in like Eleanor is growing Uh, her mother's growing suspicious. There's a particular line where she's talking to you after she gives you one of these care packages that's delivered by little sisters, which she literally controls um, because of like the sheer amount of connection and Adam she has. Um, But uh, she's like, I I know my mother can't know that I'm talking to you, but she's staring right at me right now. And like, uh, she has like a cold look in her eyes or something like that. And, um, If they would have introduced some of that, like, here's actual danger to Eleanor, that would be fine. But instead, they go for this, like, unless you can find her, your body will shut down because you're still linked um, approach, which is, like, okay, but there's really no impact on gameplay. It's just periodic, like, oh, my heart, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's not enough of a driving force.
1: Yeah, it's a... I will say it hasn't been done. It uh, mm-hmm. definitely has, but I still feel what you're describing is a shitty implementation mm-hmm. of the. Here's a kind of nebulous thing that you should care about, and then occasionally we'll just put something that will interfere with gameplay. So you're like, "Oh, that thing."
0: Right. I mean, I would love to contrast this to the first Bioshock, though, right? Like, because Bioshock One, the driving force is you are just put in a situation, playing crash. Interesting. They they use spikes of interesting to like keep you going lighthouse interesting rapture really interesting um but then it's not until like uh, atlas starts manipulating you he's like oh story of my family all of this stuff you need to go kill andrew ryan you need to go deal with him um that becomes sort of the driving force but still it's been a long time, time since i played the original bioshock i think behind all of that was just i was enjoying the game more than like man i really got to kill ryan right like i really got to go no, kill Andrew was ryan.
1: it was all means to an end so like bioshock one bioshock two all of the bioshocks uh-huh. the game structure is i have a goal yeah oops there's a roadblock i need to go solve the roadblock first mm-hmm. and you keep having this kind of moving objective throughout the game yeah which i mean games do in general um and then along the way, you meet like a cast of characters that kind of flesh out the universe. Mm-hmm. But they're always antagonists. You never meet somebody who's like, hey, we're gonna be buds. Um
0: I actually wanna I wanna disagree for this one, but I'll let you finish your point.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, um, but with Atlas, mm-hmm. it seems to be like granted, you don't know like the whole scheme or structure of Bioshock at this point. Like oh they're just kind of helping give directions to like help me get out of the city. Right. If I scratch yeah. his back, he will scratch mine. So and yeah, it's I, not Atlas a is empathetic. It's yeah. like
0: You want to work with Atlas? He's friendly and he helps you out. Grab that wrench. Give him the one-two punch.
1: One-two punch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're not gunning for Ryan at any point. It's just like these are the steps I need to do to resolve my current situation of being trapped here.
0: Yeah, Atlas does try to angle you there, particularly with the sub um that like he sabotages or like destroys and he's just like no my family and you're just like oh my gosh atlas i'm so sorry yeah um,
1: but even that, like that is that something Andrew that Reiner. happened to make you more invested
0: yeah you're like okay you-
1: atlas is a voice on the phone but like oh this is my friend atlas something bad happened to him mm-hmm. i want to help him
0: exactly which
1: he's is like that is
0: the theme of bioshock one right manipulation well, yeah <laughs> Would you kindly, right? They literally reference it as the, y, uh, the WYK initiative in Bioshock 2. Because Lamb finds out some details
1: about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying Bioshock 2 did not seem to have that for me. Yes. Uh, I, I ha- I'm mixed on this one. Because
0: mm-hmm. like some of the characters are like... I think Sophia Lamb is sort of a trash character. Just because... She's too crazy. She's she's not a degree of reality separated away. But um, other characters are more kind of interesting. So they both do the same thing you could do in Bioshock 1 where you can save or harvest little sisters. There's a mini game of like wave defense to like fight off enemies. And I think that does help you use plasmids you would otherwise not use and make them useful like traps. Um, that's cool. But for the most part, you still have the same moral choices. Do I kill or not kill this person? Uh, do i save or not save the little sisters for bioshock one the only one i think that mattered was actually you didn't have the option to kill npcs in bioshock one they were always boss fights the only example was cohen i think you could kill after completing his quest or leave him there
1: um you had to go out of your way to find him correct
0: You did need to, you had to go through his area and he had to go take a picture, a bunch of pictures of corpses um, after making corpses.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, like he makes you go through like his challenge gauntlet, but I don't think you don't face him, correct?
0: You face him at the very end when he comes out to admire the work. There's like the lights and he's gesturing and he's like, this is my magnum opus and you can choose to kill him or attack him, start the boss fight at that point okay, or just leave. In Bioshock 2, there's three characters, maybe four, that uh, you have the option to kill or spare. And I think that's where... I wish those characters mattered more because some of them have interesting personalities. Like Grace is an elderly woman that uh, is with Sophia Lamb, And um, she calls you like a demon. She's like a devil. She helped take care of Eleanor when she was a little girl. And then she saw Eleanor as a little sister walking alongside you later you find out what also set that in motion, but she blames you for all of this. But if after like wiping out all of her, her splicers, <laughs> like, uh, actually confront her and then just grab the key off her table and leave her there. She starts to have this moment of introspection. She's talking to you over the radio and she's like, like a monster doesn't do that. Choose not to kill. Like a man chooses that, which a little evocative, maybe Bioshock one man chooses. Um, but I liked that. Cause she's like, she starts out antagonistic, but if you choose to spare her, she has a moment of development. And she's like, I think that Dr. Lamb's wrong about you. Um and then there's another guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these abbreviated a little <laughs> bit more. There's another guy who set all of this in motion. He actually was the one that got Eleanor initially sent off to an orphanage and turned her into a little sister. Um, and he killed everybody in Dr. Lamb's entire like section. She had like a specific um, region of Bioshock uh, of Rapture. I should say (laughs) Bioshock's not the name of the city. (laughs) Um, He kills everybody because he doesn't want anyone to be able to tell her that he got Eleanor turned into a little sister, like mass murder. You can choose to kill him or not.
1: He essentially flooded a whole exhibit, almost like a a park because uh, they're all sections right of yeah the city, like he, he flooded the whole thing to kill anybody who could possibly know about what he did so that yeah. Sophia land would not find out exactly
0: um and that's the most like one of the most justifiable people to kill and then the last guy is like a huge atom monster basically and he wants you to kill him he gives you all these he's like i'm devolving into insanity i'm gonna leave audio logs so you can take care of me put me out of my misery, regardless of what I say. Um, and then you have the choice to kill them or not. And, uh, like a couple of those are kind of like ambiguous, but between that and whether you help or hurt the little sisters, it impacts what Indian you get because Eleanor, because of like the linking, like she calls you father. Um, she sees you as literally like a very strong paternal father figure and her personality develops based off of your choices. So you get different endings depending on how brutally you interact with Rapture. And if you're like ultimately brutal, then um, there's a final scene where like Sophia, you guys like are escaping through like a submersible going to the surface. And she just like, lets Sophia drown. She just kind of like, just holds her there to keep her from like getting any air and just just, like, nope, here's where you go. And in other endings, she, you know, gives her a rebreathing.
1: But I I do like that. Cause a lot of games will give you choice like that, and then it just it doesn't matter. It's just kind of the moment to moment gameplay. Am I playing as an asshole? Or am I playing as a I don't want to say white knight, but just, you no. know, a generally good character. But then to actually have that feed in later, yeah. it gives wait through your actions like i remember at the point where later on she's like oh i'm gonna handle the other little sisters the way i learned from you father yes and you're yeah. like oh shit because if you if you look back you're like i killed every one of them right and she's just killing every one of them but at that point she takes their you don't their care probably for your playthrough mm-hmm. but it's just it's nice to have it be connected versus yeah. that specific one-off
0: Eh, she she mirrors like the sort of the personality you've exhibited to some extent up in the game. And I think that's, that's nice. So it's like, um, it gives you some people like need a mirror to actually feel introspection. So you're just like, Oh yeah, I was, I was like killing all the little sisters, but I got more Adam that way. But then if you see her like with her giant needle arm thing that just like rips Adam out of people and you're just like, I'm actually not comfortable with her killing kids. Uh, uh whoops. <laughs> right, like maybe you shouldn't establish that precedent then, uh, Mister Delta. Um. Also, this is a side. This is a side thing. I just want to mention it. One of the coolest animations in the game that Big Sisters have is like if a splicer is nearby, like a single splicer, they'll telekinesis the splicer onto the atom syringe on their arm, like the actual um the drain. Uh, thing they used to harvest Adam, and then just literally drain them dry, healing like while they're attached to the syringe, and throw them behind them off to the side. It's like a pyramid head esque animation of throwing somebody up against the wall.
1: That is, I don't think I it's freaking that. great.
0: <laughs> Eleanor does it at the end too, and there's a bug or something because her dialogue's also always like really brutal in combat as though you're playing like uh the most evil playthrough and she's just like this this one died alone it's like uh yeah i mean i guess but i mean i'm trying to be the good guy
1: (laughs) (laughs) take that you fucking fuck we don't use that that language in in rapture (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny but anyways
0: I, i i do like the climax i like that your decisions feed into the end there's a, when you're going through as a the little sister, there's statues of uh, Delta facing up against the different people. And it's like, how did you deal with Auntie grace? How did you deal with this guy? How did you deal with this guy? Um, like, are you pulling the man outside of the serp- serpent's mouth? Or are you like, you know, stabbing an innocent person through the chest? And there's like statues depicting the choices you kind of took.
1: Um, Let this be a lesson to any parents listening.
0: <laughs> yeah your kids are going to make statues of the ways that you deal with different situations. <laughs> so I like that. That was, that was the reason that I like Bioshock Two, I think more than um, other people do. I was about to say, choose your next words very carefully. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's not justifiably not the most like popular game. Like Bioshock infinite does have better characters. It has better characterization and then better pacing and, like, really vertical gameplay. And it's just the best one, right? Like, Bioshock Infinite's basically the best one. Um, But I felt like... This is this is Dark Souls again. I know because right? you are like I,
1: three is the best one. One was obviously good, you know. It kind of set the standard. Mechanically, and two, two is I don't good. really hate two. I know that a lot of people don't like two as much, right. but I I feel like it's okay. But mechanically, like, two is
0: you know one of the best, one of the one of the better ones in the series. Um, an improvement over one, and nobody nobody ever plays two. Anyways, what was your takeaway from this though? Because I know, like, I would say, arguably, you may be a fan of Bioshock Infinite.
1: No, <laughs> don't look at my wall <laughs> or his body. <laughs> well, technically, my body, the tattoo is just it's a rapture that. the uh, yeah. The so that's not yeah. from Infinite. Yeah, right. Per se. But yeah. um, as I went through this on YouTube, mm. uh, I've, I was reminded because I think I went and watched this like four years ago type thing. Cause I had a little bit of nostalgia or some deja vu about it, I guess more so Mm -hmm. deja vu, but whether it was watching it on YouTube, my overall cynicism or just as I get older, I like to mentally piece things together to see what comprises something. Yeah. Uh, For me, I felt like I saw a lot of the seams in Bioshock two of how it was kind of built off of one. Right. Yeah. I think if I played to fresh when it came out after one, I would have enjoyed it a lot more mm-hmm. and would be looking back on it more fondly. Um I didn't find some of the characters along the way as compelling. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm at this point experiencing <laughs> name- it after one and three. Yeah. I was gonna say,
0: name name four characters from Bioshock One though. Andrew Ryan. Okay that was a given. Sandra Cohen. Uh-huh. Uh, it's definitely top 2. I know we've we've mentioned another one by name at least.
1: Su Chong's just a dick.
0: Okay, like he's a scientist. That, yeah. He's that like counts, I
1: care about progress and I hate kids. Yeah, we no, know. That um, one counts. Okay, I see your point. Um, this is a memory <laughs> test. This is a memory test.
0: I was uh, thrown in Atlas as a freebie for the last one, but like, you know. Yeah. Uh, the people you run across are just as forgettable, except for Cohen, who is like freaking great. Exceptional across all three games. I Dr. Think he, like, Steinman. All right. There's yeah, one. Steinman. There but you yeah, go. it's... You, like one and two both have forgettable people you run across, um, I think, that don't really matter. Yeah, I think... And then there's Cohen, who's just really good.
1: I think one was just heightened because it's an extreme craziness of something. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. two is much more this is a human person in a situation. Yeah. So like grace's actions and the other two guys who I don't think either of us can remember the names of Mm -hmm. like some of their stuff seemed justified from a human nature standpoint. Right. But for whatever reason, they just didn't stick a whole lot.
0: Yeah. I think it's fair. It's less creative to like, just multiply the philosophy by negative one. And then <laughs> ship it ship it as a game, as that the end that's the antagonist philosophy. That's the least compelling part of Bioshock 2. Where it was part of the defining aspect of the world of Bioshock One. And in that way, like two just can't live up. It's just you can't just be like individualism. Collectivism. And you're like, all right, but I mean collectivism is kind of just, you know, the opposite. That's not super creative. It's not. But I digress. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm reminded of a ProZD video where it's like discussing Marvel antagonists. Like, Mm -hmm. what if it's like a dark guy and he's just a really, (laughs) really bad guy? But he's like just, you know, the dark mirror of another character that already exists. Yeah, yeah.
0: The anti, the uh, Dark Link sort of sort of thing. What, I, if, I what it, if
1: it's not Mario, but it's it's Wario? <laughs> yeah, it's like we get it. It's it's not the most inspired idea. Yeah, I get why I it's remember, done,
0: but I remember when it came out, I was like, "Was this like hedging against the like anti-capitalism sort of?" themes in the first one you're just like oh no collectivism's also bad you're like yeah we kind of got an extreme of any of these implementations on the bottom of the sea would be bad you didn't need to make a game about it <laughs> right yeah yeah so anyways i you can you can watch so much media about the philosophy of BioShock. So i think we basically covered it enough infinite's credit is they don't touch on that or they touch on that a little bit less than the rest they're like hey religion can be bad in certain circumstances and you're like i mean that's not like i don't feel like that's a controversial take but the gameplay is good so we're good with it right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they kind of they do they step not, back into game it's not
1: just religion like that's definitely a part of it yeah but then they'll have characters who are like i forget the name of the guy who at finkton mm-hmm. finkton the, industries the, Yes. Mm-hmm. And how he's essentially creating like a, I don't want to say like a a slave situation mm-hmm. company store literally. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um very much like oppressing people but without calling it that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you'll see touches on racism in oh, Black yeah. Infinite a lot. That's true actually.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like I didn't it just it that. did
1: more outside of just like you're saying turning individualism on its head it's like well what about this because nobody left Bioshock 1 going alright what's the opposite of individualism like I gotta get on board with that and then two years later you're like oh fuck
0: it is kind of funny that it's like you need to have a social issue at least one to have a Bioshock game like it's kind of hilarious that Bioshock is also just like an introductory philosophy course (laughs) (laughs) where like Interesting. you know social economics course or racial a racial diversity course. like it basically is I feel like that's how they pick. The themes for bioshock they're just like all right let's look at the uh the 101 uh
1: curriculum here and that one sounds interesting let's make a bioshock
0: game about that one
1: <laughs> well bioshock 4 is going to be about gerrymandering ger- oh. gerrymandering and the gays <laughs>
0: <laughs> right i would actually love to see a bioshock where it's just like all right this one's sp- like something super specific right they're just like this one it's about handicapped inclusion. <laughs> <Right>? Like <laughs> you are just like <laughs> uh I don't know, surprise, surprise us uh, 2K. Or but not that much actually. <laughs> like surprise us a little bit. Good surprise, not bad. Don't surprise us open world, I guess. Yeah, I guess just just remake the game if that's what's in progress. It could be good. It probably won't be. It could be good. Um but Anyways, that's Bioshock 2. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's a game. Yeah. I if f- it crashed less, I would recommend it, actually. Our friend that's, that's Ian has opinion. also
1: uh, thoroughly enjoyed the multiplayer, from what I'm told. Oh, yeah. That oh, was a thing. That's not something I ever got to try for obvious reasons. Um, I don't know how much you did of it.
0: Uh, like, zero. Okay. I, I didn't play it when there was people playing Bioshock multiplayer, mm-hmm. let alone this, but like modern day um that's kind of the problem i think like they had a i think it was a different studio developed it so it didn't like eat into development but if you're optimizing for future soapstone podcasts uh don't put multiplayer in a game that will be 10 years old 10 years later
1: don't make multiplayer yeah
0: let's just remove multiplayer from everything (laughs) we'll
1: we'll just we'll all sit in discord and stream we'll make ais that will use voice chat and call your mother things
0: oh my gosh might as well might as well Uh, but if you guys have episode ideas for games you'd like us to cover you could always send those in um, be like, hey, there's a Bioshock-like game and it's better than the whole series. Man, we'd love to hear about that. Send that in to SoapstonePodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook, which presumably still exists. Or... At,
1: what? Sorry, I, I cut you off.
0: No, you're fine. What was the uh, what was the order?
1: I would say, obviously, you know our Facebook. It's still Soapstone. Um, but it would also be really cool if anybody wants to... Share this with anybody, whether it's just word of mouth, um, send them a post-it note, piece of mail, blink it to them. Just because I don't know. If you liked it and got something out of it, maybe somebody else would too. Or maybe you can cut that person out of your life because they don't like our podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean that should be the defining criteria, I think. Um yeah actually screw facebook we're not even putting facebook you want to find the facebook information it's in the description otherwise in postcards people will love to, your parents will love to hear from you anyways you should you should you know send them a postcard tell them about the podcast um if your parents enjoy this type of podcast you know that they're cool parents so if any of you need to know if you have cool parents or not use our podcast to, to help them decide so yeah as always We'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. When night is creeping and I should be sleeping in bed. If you were peeping, you'd find that I'm weeping instead. My loving daddy loved his baby again said he'd come back but he forgot to say when night after night I'm crying daddy won't you please come home daddy won't you please come home I'm
1: so lonesome. no one can fill that
0: vacant chair